0: I'm, I'm using the, the movie of the Black Panther as a backdrop to help you and I hopefully gain a better insight into how the kingdom of God is and how it works. Um, and I, I, I want to try to deal with this uh, the, the, this understanding that uh, we, we're not here just to pay bills. We're, we're not here just to get the most that we can out of life, but we are a part of the larger move of God, for those of us that have a working relationship with Jesus Christ, we, we are engaged and caught up in a cosmic conflict. Um, the, the Greek word cosmos deals with everything in the universe, everything in the created order. There's a conflict in the created order between two competing kingdoms that are vying for the souls of humans and for the rulership of that created order. Uh, and, and so you need to understand that that's, there there's sometimes certain things that happen around you that are a part of this cosmic conflict. And if you're not careful, you, you and I will handle life through the lenses of what we see rather than the spiritual discernment of how to figure out which, which kingdom is at work right now. So I want to kind of deal with this idea of the true kingdom versus the false kingdom, okay? These two kingdoms that are competing. One is true. That's that's the one ruled by the king of kings and the Lord of lords. Then then there's another one that's also out there. Um, Matter of fact, let me kind of show you what some of this looks like. In Colossians chapter 1, Colossians chapter 1, verses 13 through 14 From the New Living Translation, uh, Paul kind of lays it out as to what these two kingdoms are. For he, Paul says, talking about Jesus, has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, and I love this part, and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. He says it right off rip. There's two different kingdoms. There's the kingdom of darkness and there's the kingdom of his Son. He, uh, watch what Paul says also in Acts chapter 26, verses 17 through 18, referencing it. He says uh, that, that Jesus rescued Paul and said, I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open their eyes so they may turn from darkness to light. You See that? Two kingdoms. From the power of Satan to God. That there's, it, it, I, I want you to be careful because I'm not talking about yin and yang. Okay, I know some of y'all got yin and yang symbols tattooed on your arm and all of that. We're not talking about yin and yang. These two competing kingdoms, I need you to understand, they're not equals. They're not equal power of light and darkness. Uh, Matter of fact, the true kingdom is so much the true kingdom that the false kingdom actually works for the true kingdom and doesn't know it. They, the the false kingdom can only do what they are allowed to do, but you, you gotta kinda understand that in these two competing kingdoms, one is characterized by darkness. Now don't don't read into that racially. Okay? Uh, the idea of darkness is in the Bible is simply the lack of revelation. It's operating in in ignorance. It's operating without true understanding. There's this one that's characterized by by a lack of understanding or a a lack of of revelation. It's characterized by bondage. It's always saying about freedom because if I'm not in that kingdom, I'm free. In in that kingdom, it's, its desire is to be a counterfeit of the other. You don't see it yet. I'm going to show it to you in a minute. But the other kingdom is characterized because, watch this, he said that we've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. One kingdom is characterized by bondage. The other is characterized by family love. One one deals with this idea of darkness and lack of revelation, and the other is that of light, where you're able to see things for what they really are. Uh, Paul says it like this also in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12 he says for we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world against evil spirits in heavenly places the the kingdom of darkness the false kingdom is seeking and vying for your soul but you got to understand you're not always able to see who's fighting against you. Because if you're operating by who you see who's fighting against you, you might get tripped up. You you don't have to be at your job to be fighting against the false kingdom. Sometimes you can be in church. I saw somebody wake up and punch somebody next to him. You heard that? We're we're fighting against unseen powers. And so watch this. The the one is the counterfeiter of the other. They, They try to emulate the power of the kingdom of light. So that's why the Bible says that the devil will show up looking like an angel of light. Okay, you don't see this. Um As a young single man, I was praying, "Lord, send me a wife." Lord, I I want a godly wife. Lord, I, I want a fine godly wife. Because <laughs> you know, it was some who was godly, but I, Lord, I wanted a fine <laughs> godly wife. Uh, and as I was praying that prayer, y- y'all y'all laughing, but you, fellas, y'all we'll talk later. Uh, and as I was praying that prayer, Lord have mercy, the sister showed up. And I mean, she, whoo! And she, she knew the right language. She knew how to operate in church ease. She spoke the language, she looked the part. The problem was, as we started to get to know each other, I could see that it was a counterfeit. That's why you can't operate based upon what you see because the devil, watch this, the devil's listening to you pray too. He can't answer our prayers, but he knows what it is we're asking for. And so he knows how to give us something that in appearance looks like what we ask God for. But you got to be careful. We're fighting against things that we can't see. And so there has to be a discernment to say, now, is this from the right kingdom or the wrong kingdom? So watch this. If the worldly kingdom is a counterfeiter, how are we to distinguish between the true kingdom and the false kingdom? Right? That's, that's a real good question. Yes. If, if, if he's real good at, uh, I, I read this story where these two college students uh, got, got arrested by the FBI because they were running this scam that they would send back to China where they were from for fake iPhones. And they would, somebody would ship them these fake iPhones and they would send them back to Apple saying that my iPhone is damaged. And Apple would have to replace them. And then when the FBI raided, they had a box of 300 of these fake iPhones that they were trying. And they had scammed Apple out of $900 million. What? <laughs> Apple didn't even know itself what was not really theirs. So how are we? Made of flesh and blood. Those of us who who really want and desire God's kingdom to come in our lives. But now we have this fake kingdom that's given us counterfeits. How are we supposed to recognize what is the true kingdom and what's the false kingdom? How do I know if this job opportunity is from God or if it's a setup from Satan? How am I to know if this relationship really is someone who cares for me and wants to walk with me. Or someone who wants to turn me or turn me out how am i supposed to know as one who wants god's kingdom well actually the good news is that there are some indicators and i want to show you by comparing two false kings and two false kingdoms what to look for is that all right let's roll the first one <laughs>
1: Breathe, breathe, Breathe. he was there, he was there, my father. Survived that. It's all of it. Yes. So when it comes time for another king, we will be ready. Another king? Yeah. Go ahead and burn all that. My king, we cannot do that. It is our tradition. (laughs) When I tell you to do something, I mean that. (laughs) Burn it all.
0: Did you notice that when one king awakes from the ancestral plane, they awake with joy. They're encouraged by the fact that he saw his father. The other wakes up angry and combative. Because the difference, one of the ways that you and I can recognize what is from the false kingdom and what's from the true kingdom is that the false kingdom will always seek to produce anger and paranoia. And a desire for for you to get revenge on whoever was trying to hold you down. The, The motivation behind that which comes from the false kingdom, watch this, is always about how to get you beside yourself about who didn't do right by you. See, the false kingdom will always play to our selfishness and our desire to look out for number one. And whatever comes, watch this, whatever comes from within us as sinners that isn't switched and changed and massaged by the power of the Holy Spirit through his word is always going to be bad fruit. Matter of fact, Jesus said it like this in Matthew 7. He says that a good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce Bad fruit. And a bad tree can't produce good fruit. You can always tell which... Listen, you're in this relationship and you think that he's the bee's knees. God done gave you this big fine man or whatever. If he's got an anger problem and doesn't know how to control his anger, that bad tree will not be able to produce good fruit. If your reaction when you're around them produces paranoia in you and you don't know who's, who's out to get you and put you in this situation where you don't know who to trust and gets you to distrust, watch this, the resources that were put there for you, it's the false kingdom. Galatians 5 verse 19 through 21 says this. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are always clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, playing the numbers. Now, I ain't going to lie. When it hit seven, whatever it was, million, I was, I was questioning the Lord. I ain't even going to lie. Uh, hostility, quarreling, jealousy. Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, trying to self-medicate, wild parties and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not, cannot inherit the kingdom of God. There's a difference between what the kingdom, two kingdoms will produce. One, once you see the Father, you can't help but operate in joy. The other, once you see the realities, you wake up trying to look for who's out to get you. Romans 14 and 17 says it like this, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. But look what characterizes the kingdom of God. Righteousness, right living, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. If it's it's not leading you to right things, if it's not helping you live in peace, if it doesn't help produce and foster the joy that God puts on the inside of you, it's coming from the wrong kingdom. Does that make sense? Watch this. Now now remember, Killmonger wakes up, and he's ready to fight. (laughs) Listen, you may not have had that job, but I've had that job where you walk in the door like... (laughs) I know somebody gonna do something. Right? The the false kingdom always wants to initiate conflict and to try to push others down and operate in power and fear. Uh, Because the enemy will always make us, will always push us toward our worst angels and our worst inclinations. It it will seek to, to motivate us to help ourselves by pushing somebody else down. If what you can see is how you can get ahead if you step on that person and if you cut this thing off and if you work against that alliance, if, that, if that's how you're thinking, you're heading towards something that is of the wrong kingdom. 2 Timothy 1 and 7 says it like this, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, and timidity, but of power, of love, and of self-discipline. Where where the kingdom of God is, there is this desire to look out not for self, but how can self serve others? Does that make sense? First uh, John four and eighteen says, "Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear." when you and I are operating in fear all the time and intimidation and worried about who's coming after us, listen, when you operate in the true kingdom, you can walk into a job that you already know everybody there hates you, but you can walk in there knowing that you already have armor on. And so you're not worried about what they try because you know who has your back, who has your front, who stands in you, that you stand on his truth. And that all day and all night angels are watching over you so it doesn't matter what you try. Jesus said this in John 14 and 27. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift. And that gift is peace of mind and heart. You you don't have to wake up ready to fight. Now, I know some of y'all live by by the color purple ethics code. I done had to fight all my life. But in this kingdom, once you have been brought into the kingdom of God's love and of his son, you can take your boxing gloves off. And you can operate with peace that comes, that peace that doesn't even make sense. How am I calm when I know all of this is going on? And and that's why you got to be careful, even when you're watching the news, because the news is designed to make you mad. But if I know which kingdom I'm operating from, it doesn't matter what I see, I have peace in my mind and in my heart. Did you notice in the movie that when Killmonger comes to power, as he's walking toward the throne, the world is upside down. Because whenever the false kingdom is in power, everything is upside down. That's, that's why I've, for all my evangelical brothers and sisters in Christ who, who surround this particular president with his love. Evaluate how upside down things are. Because watch this. God, God won't use wrong to do right. Proverbs thirty verses twenty one through twenty two. Watch this, uh, the, the the wisest man on earth said there are three things that make the earth tremble, for it can not endure. The first two are a slave who becomes a king. Somebody who somebody who doesn't know how to handle certain position now getting in position. Anybody got a supervisor like that? <laughs> they promoted the wrong one, right? One of the things that the the world cannot abide by is an overbearing fool who prospers. (laughs) It's an upside down world because it's a false kingdom. Proverbs 28 verses 15 through 16, watch this. It says a wicked ruler is as dangerous to the poor as a roaring lion or an attacking bear. A ruler with no understanding will always oppress his or her people. The false kingdom is always about pushing down and taking advantage of and seeing who can I dominate, who can I overcome, how can I win for me. Anything that that acts on and acts by that kind of motivation is actually Motivated by the false kingdom, that doesn't come from God. So if watch if you're in that relationship and that relationship is always about who's winning, you're in a bad false kingdom relationship. Well, it's quiet in this Methodist church. We better show the next movie clip, man. He
1: banned the garden of the heart-shaped Deb. Well, Of course he did. That's what he was trained to do. His unit used to work with the CIA to destabilize foreign countries. They would always strike the transitions of power, like an election year or the death of a monarch. He got control of government, the military. Power resources. Right. The Great Mount. of vibranium, all of my designs. He will send our weapons all over the world.
0: The false kingdom is always about destabilization. It's always about exploitation. It's always about power grab. It's always about how can it get over and how can it get by. So check this out. If, if you're offered an opportunity that speaks to how you can exploit others, that may not be the opportunity that came from the Lord. Wow. If, if you're, if you're in, involved in something that... that um, speaks to that competitive thing in you that wants to put yourself up on a pedestal at the expense of others, got to be careful because that might be the false kingdom. Jesus Jesus says it like this in John 10 and 10. The thief doesn't come except the only time he's going to show up is when he can steal, when he can kill, and when he can destroy. Now, here's the juxtaposition. Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The enemy wants to, he wants to get all that he can for him. He appeals to you taking care of you. Jesus says, But when I show up, I will take care of you so that you can have without having to grab. Without having to steal. If you can't see your way forward except with a scheme, I, I, I love these little phone calls. They, now they're calling cell phones. This, this, they're getting on my nerves now. It was bad enough when you called the house and you used to pick up by accident because you thought it was somebody that you know. Then they fooled around and gave us caller ID. Then we knew when the 800 number called. Yeah, I don't know nobody at an 800 number, so I'm going to leave that one alone. Then we got cell phones and we gave all of the businesses our home phone because we knew we weren't going. To answer. Now they're calling us on cell phone. Then they changed up and they're calling us from regular numbers on cell phones. Woo! These jokers are slick. And they always come up with these schemes. If you do such and such, then you will have so and so and such and such before anybody else ever gets it. Really? If it was really that easy... But some of us are involved in some stuff that we try to get slick. And then wondered why we needed God to rescue us from some stuff. It's because we stepped into the wrong kingdom. Because of how it appealed to us. Jesus says, when it's from me, you'll have life. And life more abundantly. You'll, You'll have the additions to your life instead of the subtractions. Is anybody hearing this? All right, let me give you one more scene from the movie.
1: What did I tell you about going into my things? Hmm? What did you find? The home. I gave you a key, hoping that you might see it someday. Yes, the sunsets there are the most beautiful in the world. But I fear you still may not be welcome. Why? They will say you are lost.
0: But I'm right here.
1: No tears for me? Everybody dies. It's just life around here. look at what I've done I should have taken you back long ago instead we are both abandoned here Or well, maybe your home is the ones that's lost that's why they can't find us
0: Notice this, in the movie, when T'Challa is on the ancestral plane, he's the one dressed in royal white. In this scene, the only one dressed in royal white is N'Jobu the father. The one who is supposed to be the king is dressed in Oakland street clothes. Did you notice that? Why? Because of his disconnection, he wasn't connected to that which is royal. See, the, the, the false kingdom, because of its emphasis on twisted values, because of it's all about this instant gratification, this here and now aspects, and isn't motivated by the long game of generational connections, you can, in the false kingdom, you can have a sense of here without a sense of homeness. Somebody didn't get it. Uh, that because uh, of the disconnect, because of the wrong value system, you can feel like you're okay because of what you've got or who's around you, but because there's a disconnect from home, you can be here and still lost. Because people disconnected from home, in essence, they're lost. Mm. Because lostness isn't determined by whether or not you feel lost, but by the facts that you don't know how to get to where you need to go. The false kingdom allows allows individuals... To feel like they have arrived, but without a deep spiritual connection to that which is true and that which gives life on a long term basis, that you can enjoy the fruits of lostness and be excited because you're here and not understand that where you are is always connected to where you're from and where you're going. See, uh, m- m- many saints have the same issue we're so invested in where we are we forget that life is about living in the here based upon the home and the where i know i'm swimming at the deep end of the pool with somebody follow me just for a second that if i don't understand where i'm from and i don't understand where i'm going i'll act like this is it and I will expend everything that I have to live here and not recognize here is not home. And I will live out my life, watch this, pursuing what is important in the here and now, not understanding that God is a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is a God of generations who connects where you're from to where you're going so that where you are is a representation of how I can live out where I'm from until I get to where I'm going. Uh, in other words, that where I'm at, if I'm connected to home, if I'm in the true kingdom, watch this, I, I am able to see it as an assignment and live responsibly in the here and now because I know I'm not always gonna be here. He's taking me there. No, no, I need you to understand that there may not be heaven. It may be the next assignment. It may be the next season. It may be the next place that God wants to take me to geographically, but I can't live in the here as if there doesn't exist. Because many of us, we live, we're living like this is it. And so your children don't have any kind of inheritance. You're living as if the value system of the world is enough to get them by as long as it gets them a job. We're not training them how to think about what tomorrow is going to be and how in tomorrow they've got to represent where they're from. See, the, 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 one of the major differences between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of heaven is that we have to think generationally, and we have to think of our connections. That every place that he puts us is an assignment where we're supposed to represent home because we know that in a little while, he's going to change the season and going to give me a new assignment. And so I, I have to be a good steward of the now because he's taking me to the not yet. And Jobu says to his son, what have I done? I've raised you with a value system that will allow you to destroy your here and now while you think that this is it. Because the little boy said, everybody dies from around here. Not understanding that he's talking to his daddy who's connected to both home and his destiny. Many of us pray like we're disconnected from home and to our not yet. Many of us quote scriptures because we need the power in the here and now, not understanding the assignment of the connection. Mm. Because the true kingdom isn't about domination. Jesus said it like this, don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. There is more than enough room at home. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? He says, I I need you to not live troubled in the here and now. Because daddy's got home covered. And I'm going to prepare a place for you. Jesus lived with a generational understanding of connection. And if you're, in a, if you're invited into something that's all about um, the American dream or get all that you can so that you can can all you get so you can sit on your can, that is false kingdom thinking. Because the Bible says that a good man lays up an inheritance for his children's children. I'm thinking down the road. I'm thinking in the long game, not just expending whatever I have. Because listen, the true kingdom isn't about domination, it's about seeking and saving and serving those who are lost. Killmonger said, maybe we're not the lost ones, maybe it's your home that's lost. Maybe because they're not looking for us lost ones, maybe they're the ones who have lost their way. Is it true about the church that we have stopped caring about lost ones who are disconnected from home? Have we lo- are we so into the false kingdom of the here and now that it's all about Lord bless us for and no more? Or is it about going after the ones that are lost? Jesus said it about himself in Luke 19 and 10. For the reason why I'm here, the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Jesus' entire thinking, watch this. I had somebody tell me, Pastor, why, why are we always doing these outreaches? Seem like we, could do, we, we need to take care of the people that are here. I had to do one of them get thee behind me Satan ones. Because false kingdom was talking in a church meeting. Jesus was always, he, he didn't lose concern for who was here. He was also concerned for who was not here. Amen. He was always after lost people. People who were disconnected from home. And when we make a decision to follow after the kingdom of God, we will be those who understand that we are here on assignment, ready to dispense the resources that will bring people home. Well, you don't see it yet. Let me show it to you.
1: My name is King T'Challa, son of King T'Chaka. I am the sovereign ruler of the nation of Wakanda. And for the first time in our history, we will be sharing our knowledge and resources with the outside world. Wakanda will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot, we must not. We will work to be an example of how we as brothers and sisters on this earth should treat each other. Now more than ever, the illusions of division threaten our very existence. We all know the truth. More connects us than separates us. But in times of crisis, the wise build bridges, while the foolish build barriers. We must find a way to look after one another, as if we were one single tribe.
0: The false kingdom wants to sit at home and prosper. The true kingdom is taking the resources. And making sure lost people know how to find their way home. To be about how to include somebody else in what brings me joy. That I I won't just be happy because me and my family are doing well. I want somebody else's family to do well. I want somebody else's kids to go to college. I want somebody else to know who Jesus is. It's all about taking what is here and reaching out to those who are lost. Luke 15, Jesus tells them a story. There's a man who had a hundred sheep. One of them gets lost. What does he do? Won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go and search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, doesn't stop until there's a win. And when he found it, He will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. If I really want to be about the true kingdom, I have to care about who else needs to find the resources in Jesus that has been shared with me. I can't keep my mouth shut. I can't be so paranoid on my job that I never share the joy that I've found in Jesus. I, I can't be so afraid of what might happen if they fire me on this job for talking about my faith. If you fire me, I'm taking Jesus and the grace with me to the next job. I'm here to represent the kingdom of God. This is an assignment. You can't disconnect me from home just because you leave me. I'm going to be motivated by the true kingdom. I have to have a concern for other people to help them find what changed my life. We have to build bridges and not walls. We have been put here on assignment. And the great news is you're not here on assignment by yourself. You have a connection. You have a connection to Paul who stood boldly and proclaimed the gospel in dangerous situations. You have a connection to Peter who stands up on on Pentecost morning and preaches about Jesus who you crucified. You're standing on the shoulders of Jesus who while he was dying said, Father, forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. You're standing on the shoulders of Abraham who trusted God when he didn't know where he was going. You're standing on the shoulders of David who even though he was a shepherd boy said the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you have a connection to home you can operate in your assignment knowing that he's put you here. Not for yourself. Not not because you're scared, because you recognize there's an assignment that's on my life to share this joy that I have. The world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. I need everybody standing on their feet.